made it to another episode of the Pipe Dream Podcast. This is a show that reveals the real and raw of tradesmen's stories. We get the truth from those who support the people who do the work. We also take a deep dive with resilience experts and those who do the heavy lifting, supporting the labor force. Listen for today's tale from the trench. Hello, my brothers. This is Nick Gemmel, the Awakened Tradesman. And the topic of today's episode is... I refuse to be a victim anymore. A discussion with Dr. Ryan P. Doyle and Heath Kai. Sit back and relax and listen to today's tale from the trench. Do we have a special episode for you guys tonight? So... I acquired the audio of a podcast that my client... Heath Kai did with my coach, Dr. Ryan P. Doyle. And I really thought that this would be something that you guys would, would gain value out of is, you know, he explains the whole process, how, how he found me when he wasn't even looking for me. Uh, didn't think he needed me, (laughs) uh, you know, wanted, uh, wanted to align with me in, in some other, um, some other ventures uh, and help me out in this in this but in this whole process the man found that he was really lacking in an area like he had some shit going on in his life that was pretty amazing in the fact that he was hiding it and and for him to be able to talk like this now that he does uh, openly and, you know, and he's been in my coaching program now since last January and just to see the growth of the man has been absolutely amazing. And, you know, I watched this interview live on Facebook and, you know, it just, it just melted my heart when, you know, I, I get fulfilled by by doing this. I get fulfilled by helping others. And and to see that it's actually working. <laughs> you know, not that I'm surprised because the process is is flawless as long as you do the work. But it still touches me that, you know, the amount of uh the amount of work that that he's done and it's helped you know him to grow as a person and it's helped me to grow so i just really thought that this uh interview would be you know super sweet for you guys to hear and you know maybe catch another side that uh that you missed uh when i interviewed heath there last year uh he's in a totally different place now um you know mentally physically like you know guys on fire and it's it's pretty amazing to watch. So I hope you guys, you know, get the same value that I did out of uh, listening to this interview and watching. You know, I watched it live, like I said, but, you know, yeah. So if you got any questions after listening to this, you know, send me a message or all I ask is, you know, you send it to somebody else that you, uh, that you feel fit, you know, that it resonates, you know, you got a friend or a family member or something, you know, that's in the oil patch or the trades and uh just want some you know 
wants to be able to gain some clarity in their life or just gain some traction because you know they're just spinning their wheels you know living away married kids have a business it's in pure insanity and there's nothing wrong with saying that you don't got this and uh, Heath is one of those guys that you know he put his hand up and said I don't got this and now you know using the tools he's able to uh, navigate this chaos that he created in a positive way and it's very cool to see so hope you guys enjoy the the episode and we will chat with you next week so make sure that you like subscribe and share this as you see fit because this is the only way that we're going to grow this uh this message and and grow together so appreciate you all and we will chat with you next week enjoy the episode And so listen, first and foremost, like, bravo for having the, the cojones to come on board and, and have this conversation with me. I appreciate you, man. Uh, and I think that uh, as nerve wracking as, as it sometimes is to speak publicly, like, come on, it's just two guys having a conversation for crying out loud. You got this, man. Okay. So listen, first of all, thank you for spending the time to do this. I think what's important for those that are listening to this is that um, I've had a lot of people, Heath, that have been reaching out to me that have been saying like, um, you know, how do I know if this is a fit for me? Um, how do I know if I, I can actually do this? Um, is this going to be hard? Is it going to be, um, is it just going to be, um, is it going to be all on paper? Is it going to be, what kind of an experience is this going to be for me? So. Why don't we start, if you can do us a favor and just just give our listeners just to, you know, as, as much detail as you feel that you can about what brought you in to this whole um, Men of Iron Freedom of Formula sort of process with Coach Nick. What, where were you, man? Just give us, give us a bit of background on you. Okay. Um, so I actually, uh, if we're going to go for like where I found Nick, um, I found Nick at the right time. Um, I was just listening to, um, actually just your October 5th doctor. I don't know. All of your podcasts are with doctors and here Dr. I am. Ed Osborne, maybe? No, it wasn't Dr. Ed Osborne. It was the last one. It was doctor. Um, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. No, Dr. Jason Bradley. Got it. And he was, he, he said a couple of things like there is no coincidences and, and whatnot. Those are, those are interesting philosophies. Um, when I found Nick, it was actually, uh, he was marketing still uh, before he'd rebranded to um, uh, uh, Pipe Dream Solution. Uh, he was still under the branding Awakened Tradesman. And I had seen just a, a promoted ad on Instagram. And the first thing I thought is, well, I'm an Awakened Tradesman because I've, uh, I've always been big on mindset, big on growth, um, and big on making sure that I'm always connected uh, to myself and uh, uh, connected to the the things that I do in a holistic way. Um, and I haven't always been that way, but I was on that journey. Um, and I text back and forth to him. We were actually for at one point, Nick and I have actually never met in person. We've never shook hands. Um, Is that right? I know it. That's, that's correct. We've never, we've never been in the same room. We've never been photographed together, <laughs> um, but we are two different. We are two different people. And, um, uh, 
we just uh, chatted back and forth on Instagram for a little bit before he actually started his endeavor into coaching when he was just still working with you and Dr. Ed Osborne uh, doing the Men of Iron events. I think he was uh, gearing up to do a second event in Victoria. Correct. And um, him and I were actually working on the same project, very, very distanced um, because, of course, he's a welding inspector and I'm a scaffolder. So um, uh, that's scaffolding isn't something that's usually utilized on pipeline. Um, but we were working just outside of Cochrane. Um, but again, never, never met. And um, uh, I think it was after the Victoria one, he, uh, he must have been challenged there by either you or Dr. Ed Osborne to uh, go ahead and uh, start his own uh, coaching business. Uh, which is fantastic because that is a demographic. You were actually talking with uh, with Dr. Uh, Jason um, on the fifth about uh, you know that you you target more healthcare professionals, um, and you even talked about you have a guy that's an oil and gas. That's clearly Nick, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and there is a different philosophy with blue collared workers. Um, we have a different way that we approach things cognitively. Um, we have different programming. We measure our worth differently. Um, and, uh, and when he said that he wanted to start doing it, I said, okay, well, I want to support that. Like I, uh, cool. if, if, if anything, um, because I've, I've been in the position before where I, because I'm a journeyman, uh, tradesman, scaffolder, uh, and carpenter, um, I've worked with a lot of mentors and I have mentored quite a few, few times. And, um, I, I approached the trade through the trade ethics that were instilled in me by my father and his eight brothers who are all iron workers. Um, that's why I got the iron workers behind me here uh, in New York lunch. Um, but they have always taught me that a journeyman's first job is to teach apprentices and awesome. to, to be constant learning machines, which is the whole philosophy of, of coaching growth and transformation. Um, when in our first, um, in our first, coaching group together there was actually five of us to start including nick um and all of us were blue colored workers there was one driller there was one guy that's a, a, a contractor uh two scavengers and nick and he had given us that pre-work to do that you do you know what are the facts of this what are the facts you know going through our core four and um when we started to share i dropped a bomb about my marriage because um there is no there was no tell about that online about um where where my marriage was at um where my relationship with my wife was at um that wasn't an indicator and um it was a bomb that was dropped and the um uh and there was lots of guys that like this was our first time coaching and we're talking about blue colored guys that are used to drinking and used to you know locker room talk and stuff and the way that Everybody was already in a state to be vulnerable with men they've never met uh, was, was kind of fascinating because they all had recognized, and this is who the work is for, um, um, they had all recognized that they need something. And, and we're hiding somewhere. Yes. And uh, being a tradesman, I can only speak from being a tradesman. You can only ever see things from your own perspective and your own experience, right? But one of the big things that I've learned in 43 years of being on the planet Earth is that I don't know what I don't know. And if I can't figure out something and if I can't get to the next level, it's because I don't know what I don't know. Um, I, did a, I did a little uh, one-minute promotion for Nick uh, a while ago. And I saw it. I basically, I ba basically 
the 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 words if 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 you put out into the universe the words midlife triangle of chaos quote unquote right i don't know if that's you or or dr osborne it, it is that. my favorite line of all times man <laughs> yeah and and so if if i can say the words midlife triangle of chaos and that immediately sparks a connection like somebody already knows what i mean without even having to say anything further it means that they are there and it means that they're struggling and it means you know that's just like anybody else in the midlife triangle of chaos that typically you're taking care of children sometimes they're small children sometimes they're teenagers you're getting to the point where you're having to take care of your parents and you're having to balance all of these things including work and home and your relationship um and it's it's at a different level uh if you're a business owner and entrepreneur as well um, because of how much investment that takes i I was a project manager uh, at the time and um, a senior project manager for a scaffold company in uh, in Calgary. And the, the, the pressure was on because almost the entirety of the revenue stream came through my department. And right. so there was a lot of, there was a lot of stress and pressure at work because of that. And then a lot of stress, stress and pressure at home because I have to be a, I have to be a present husband and father as well. Um, the experience um, that the the coaching has has made a difference in is it defines and it can be it, it, it can be expanded like you talk about all the time uh, drinking from a fire hose uh, or it can be focused into this much right here four things four things those four <clears throat> four right of body being balance and business right yeah. those four things those simple four things if you can define them if you can see them then you can work on them, right? Fair. And then you can put in that work. And the work's never done. And as far as people asking if the work is hard, well, of course it's hard because it's supposed to be. If it's not hard work, it's not worth it, right? Well, let me, let me. I, I don't want to stop your train of thought, but what, what I think, I, if I can summarize for the listeners, is that ultimately you had hit a point in your life where something was just missing and there and yes maybe there are symptoms showing up in your relationships symptoms showing up at work symptoms showing up in your behaviors around your your body etc but you felt like something was missing and you resonated with what i like to call the midlife triangle of chaos and yes it's it, it, it it's more of a men of iron thing but it is what it is mm -hmm. i don't think what when i coined that term it wasn't because it 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 was because I thought I was the only one in it, <laughs> and and I thought when I went through my own experiences, he, I thought I was here in the midlife, and there's this triangle of absolute chaos that I was trying to manage between business and kids and relationships, mm -hmm. and it just I couldn't figure out my own way out of the dark pit, right? And it sounds like you also resonated with that. And then you've been able to step into the game a little bit and be able to utilize some of the tools to be able to navigate yourself out of, out of the chaos of the, the triumvirate there. Here's, uh, here's, yeah, here's, I, here's my question for you, though, mm -hmm. before you get, get too, too much further. Because, again, we may not be perfectly out of if one or more of those things. They, they become an ongoing process. Our relationships right. require more work and deposits into them, just like our bank account. Um, our businesses require deposits into them. We can't just walk away from the business without it crashing and imploding. All of these different areas re require ongoing work and focus. 
Now, if we can channel those to our values and make sure that these, these things are providing and, and, and nurturing our mission, then think life starts, the fire starts to get created again in a good way and that it burns deep in our soul. So here's my question for you is you're utilizing the tools. You've been involved in the game for, for some time now. What would you say would be to people listening to this? What would you say would be the biggest surprise for you um, in stepping into the game? What, what, was, what would you say is the most unexpected thing that has benefited you? Okay, well, the most unexpected thing that has benefited me is uh, learning to prioritize myself, like me, personally, me, Heath Guy. Wow. That, that was probably the biggest thing that I have learned because I've lived in survival mode since I was almost eight years old, and I've always prioritized other people. And that is, that's, something, that's something that our society actually encourages and rewards, you know, is sacrifice, especially for men, right? Um, actually, I shouldn't even say especially for men because women are expected to sacrifice. It's just slightly as, as different. Well, right? Men, men yep. in, in our it's, culture, and I'm just, and to, to continue along with the stereotype, the, mm -hmm. the masculine role is to go and provide. <clears throat> yeah. The female, not, not woman's, but the female role is essentially to raise the kids and murder herself as yeah. well, yeah. only to resent the rest of the world when she asks for one, you know, some hundred percent, hundred percent as well, right? So, and so yeah. it's the same story, just slightly different. Yeah, and so my biggest takeaway was prioritizing myself and then realizing that the problems in my marriage were because I never made myself important. Uh, and I, you know, um, uh, you know, again, society rewards, uh, society rewards, oh. you know, men that, uh, men that, uh, you know, put their wife first and put their kids first and, you know, and then put themselves last. And that was actually the problem with my marriage is I, uh, I put my wife on a pedestal and, um, uh, and, uh, uh, it meant that I wasn't, I wasn't really serving. I wasn't serving her well as a husband because I was just letting her do whatever she wanted to do. And I uh, wasn't working as a partner, just saying, um, just letting myself be in a position of, okay, well, what do you want to do? Okay, well, what do you want to do? Okay, well, where do you want to eat? Okay, well, where do you want to do this, right? Where it kind of came out that, because um, we did quite a bit of couples counseling, uh, it, it came out that, um, you know, she wanted me to make more decisions, which I, I, I tried to do, but ultimately it would be like, okay, well, let's do this. Is, is that okay with you, right? Um, and uh, when I... When we started receiving assignments, um, when Nick started giving us assignments, one of the first ones was to take myself on a date. And that's just something that, I mean, like people do it all the time. I realized that I had pretty much never done it. Um, and that uh, it wasn't just taking myself on a date. The instructions were, and the, and the, and the, the method and the practice was like a real date, dress up make a reservation, right? Um, plan it, schedule it, um, you know, make sure you don't cheap out. Uh, and, you know, uh, and take that time to spend with yourself to connect with yourself. Um, and that was huge for me. There was, there was other guys in the group that had their assignments that were a challenge for them. Um, that one was specific to me. And, um, even even right up until recently, um, I've had to be reminded that 
the stack is about me. The PMG is about me. Um, uh, I think, uh, yeah, it was, you came in for um, one of our weekly check-ins in uh, August or September and talked about how when you do the stack, it's always about you. And I had been doing the stack all about like, well, this person pissed me off, right? And if you really think about it, did that person really piss you off? Because you have to let that happen. You have to allow yourself to be angry. You have to give permission for that, right? And when you start thinking about, okay, I'm actually wholly responsible for my own reactions. Like nobody can make me, you know, do something. I can be manipulated, but it's still my choice to be manipulated. It's still my choice to be guided. It's still, it's still my choice to walk down that path, right, that somebody's forged for me. I don't have to do it, right? That's it, man. And that's, that's a huge game changer. Um, I had to be reminded last week about, you know, because I was talking about now that my marriage is, uh, now that my marriage is done, um, I had to, I had to say, okay, well, I need to be able to do, uh, I need to be, I need, I need to get my healing uh, on track because, you know, that, that'll serve my kids. That'll serve, you know, my wife's family and their healing and my family and their healing and whatever. And um, it was Nick that pointed out, said, no, 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 no. Like you cannot be responsible for other people's feelings before your own feelings, right? I'm paraphrasing, but that is, that, that's what the, that's what the message was. And um, that was even really recent about, yeah, I'm responsible for myself first and for my own feelings first and for my own reactions first and how I show up in this world first. Right. And then, you know, through my example, uh, that can be, that, that can be taught or that can be conveyed or that can, you know, help other people. But I ultimately have to be responsible for me. Huge observation, my friends. Yeah. Uh, huge observation is that ultimately we can captain one ship. One. Yeah. And if you're in a relationship, whether it's a business relationship or, or a personal relationship, it's really up to each person to captain their own ship. And if you wish to come together in order to make that even better or to create a union that drives a bigger ship, that's okay. But it will collapse as soon as it becomes dependent upon the other one yeah uh, the a-frame doesn't work a lot not in business and not in relationships in your personal life and that's that's the hard part is that that dependence is a it's a lethal one man so yeah. great observation yeah codependence um and i've taken that to the next level as well um my kids are nine and six and Kids that age are really, really affected this year because of the isolation. That's that's those are the ages where they are spending a lot of time with their friends. You know, they haven't they haven't become, you know, angsty teenagers that like to just be alone in their room type of thing yet. These kids don't have social media. They, they can't numb out on their phones or whatever. Right. They can like go on YouTube and have screens and stuff. But that's how healthy is that? So they have to spend a lot of time with each other. And, and quite often there's conflict. And I have observed with my children that the conflict seems to be about control. It's, it's usually always about control, right? My six-year-old son is medically complex. He's had a really rough life. Um, he's doing fine now, but um, he, has, he has things about like, you know, if you take a toy, it's important to ask permission. It is anyway, right? Um, I was handling a conflict the other day. Um, he had gotten really angry. He'd hit his sister. Um, I, was, I was handling it. And... Um, I, I, I just, I took, I brought my son over and I said, I want you to know that I see you and I hear you and I recognize your problems. I know that, you know, I know what just happened. You had this toy, your sister took the toy. You didn't appreciate it. You retaliated, right? Do you understand son that you weren't using that toy 
right? And that all of a sudden you wanted it because it was gone. Now you can't control your sister. You can't control how she behaves. We can only control one thing, right? And I said, do you know what that is? And my six-year-old son said, I can only control me, dad. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, right? And not only that, not only that, but at the, this is the kicker. I'm almost getting emotional here. This is the kicker is, I said, you know what that is, son? And as he was saying it, his sister echoed the same thing, right? His his sister. So both of my children at the same time recognized I can only control me. I can only control how I react, right? So good. And as soon as we, as soon as we hit that, and um, as soon as we hit that, and we're able to like um, reset the nervous system on that, um, there was immediate reconciliation. Awesome, buddy is so good, so good. He so so much. Tiny little nuggets like that change lives, and your yeah. observation, your your. Seeing how it starts to cascade through the rest of your life is absolutely brilliant. Here's my last question for you, my friend. Um, there are other people, other men, other women and that are out there. Just like you and I were in, in a state, we like to call it again the, the midlife triangle of chaos, but you know what I'm talking about when you feel like it's, it's you alone going through that experience, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So my my question for you is for those people that are listening to this information that are sitting on the fence as far as reaching out and getting their ass in the game, what do you say to those people, man? Like what would you say to that person that's sitting on the fence right where you were? You and you you know how it feels, man. I know what you're trying to get out of me too, and I'm gonna say it. Um in Men of Iron, we 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 have three simple words and it's not, I love you either. We have three simple words that can connect you together. And that is, as I look in the camera, I see you. And that is, that is all that people want. People want to know that they're not alone, right? Because when you feel like you're alone, you feel like nobody understands. Nobody actually sees you. Nobody can recognize, nobody can empathize. Nobody's me. So nobody really knows what my journey is. Right. And to hear those simple words, I see you. Right. I see you and I understand um, okay. those are those things are powerful. Um, I come from a medically complex world with my son and I have said many times in the last six years that the only people that know what that bad, the only people that know the battle are the veterans that shared it with you. Right. Are the veterans that have been in the same trenches. Right. And when you're alone, when you're alone, you feel like you're in this cave that's filled with fog and you can't see and it's pitch black and it's, it's muggy and it's, um, there, there's a haze, right? But what you can see is all of a sudden, you know, if, when, you have, when you have that moment when you can see that first sentinel holding a torch on the pathway out, that first sentinel that says, I can see you, I've been there, I know you, I know the walk, I know the path, this is the first step. Right. Because that's another thing we say is one step, one breath. And all it takes, all it takes is the first step. When somebody is alone and when somebody is in the dark and when they think that there, there's no way out, it takes one step. If we don't move, if we sit in that, if we stay there, nothing will happen. It takes one 
step. And that's it. Once you take once you take that one step, you can do the next step. My daughter, my daughter knows um, when my wife and I separated, she was really, really affected and really, really beside herself. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry this is happening. Um, and this is a hard thing that we have to do. But if we can do this hard thing, if they, we can do this one hard thing, then we can do the next hard thing. And if we do that, then we know that we can, we did those two hard things, we can do the next hard thing. And then you can do the next hard thing and the next until there is nothing that can stand in your way. I love that. I love that. Hey, listen, my friend, I am so grateful for you coming on and sharing and spilling your beans and, and being vulnerable like you, like you have been. Um, you have no idea. You have no idea how important it is and the work that you're doing with Coach Nick. Bravo, my friend. It's always, it's always awesome to hear our lingo rattling through the rest of the coaching groups. <laughs> but my friend, it's wonderful. Wonderful, first of all, to see you. I hope you actually get to uh, give Coach Nick a big hug at some point in time. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he cares a lot about you guys, and I can see that there's a, a new sparkle in your eye, my friend. Well done, and thank you very much for your time tonight, my friend. Thanks for, thanks for having me on your, uh, on your podcast that's full of doctors and now me. <laughs> <laughs> You're all good, man. There's, there's blue and white color doctors too, my friend. I, you got to understand that. Guys, bye for now. Thank you for listening to today's Tale from the Trench. Follow us on Instagram and message us for a customized coaching strategy call to successfully live your oil-filled lifestyle. You can earn a fulfilled life. Check back next week to continue listening.